Uh, so do you remember the Super Mario Brothers Super Show? I know of it, but I've never seen it. Are you familiar with the episode where they went to, like, Rapland? No. So there was an episode where they went to a... Like, every episode they would go to a separate land. So there was one where they go to, like, Irish land and they make jokes about um, spaghetti, but also shepherd's pie. Okay. And then they would go to, like, Japan land and they'd make jokes about sushi, but also spaghetti. Um, so I want to send you this little clip right quick. There's an episode where they went to rap land and the entire episode is like, it's to this beat and they all keep like rhyming as if they're rapping, but no one knows what rap is because this was written by like old men in a room. Oh, wow. I feel like this is offensive, but it's also so stupid that maybe it isn't. Well, I mean, it's offensive if you like music. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Or if you I, like good animation. Yeah, I mean, animation's debatable. They had a budget. That's what yeah, these shows were at the time. Uh, wow, I can't do this. No. Can't, so it's so bad. <laughs> that's the thing. I wanted, a, I wanted like, a bar of something that's intolerable. So that if we, if we get around to watching Ruby... We'll say at least it wasn't the rap episode of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um, but I bring that up because that song, the whole rap song, um, that's Richard's favorite song. And today's his birthday. Happy birthday, Richard. It's my friend Travis's birthday, too. He hasn't listened to this, but happy birthday, Travis. Happy birthday, Travis. What does Travis want for his birthday? Um, I don't know. He's got a family, so probably time alone. <laughs> That is really funny, because that's what Richard wanted for his birthday. Mm, 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 mm. Um, Those dads, they're just such a chuckle fest. I I don't know. Richard might be dead by now. I don't care. Do you want to talk about the show? Uh, Yes. So okay. first of all, I have to say there was a mistake made by me. I've been craving a Bloody Mary all week. And I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this stuff. I'm going to make one. I have one with camera. It's gonna be great. So I bought a bottle, a bottle of vodka, but instead of buying Bloody Mary mix, I was like, you know what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna get some V8, because that's basically I'll get the spicy kind. That's kind of like a Bloody Mary mix. And I was looking at uh, for celery salt because I like that in there. Couldn't find any. I was like, fuck out. There's enough sodium and V8. I don't need it. Turns out, V8 in vodka is not a Bloody Mary. It tastes okay, but it is not what I wanted. And so I'm getting drunk off of that. Which is fine, and I'm almost halfway done with it, and I got a little beef stick in there, though it sank to the bottom like an asshole. But uh, my my craving for a good bloody has not been sated. So I guess why why didn't you just get the V8 um Bloody Mary mix? Because I can like drink a can of V8 and not feel weird, where I don't want to drink straight Bloody Mary mix. Like V8 at least tries to be good for you. And so I, I rationalized it a little bit that way. I should have got some Worcestershire sauce, but I was like, well, I'm never going to use that other than for Bloody Marys. I'm not that good of a cook to have it. But no, it's just, it's a drink. What? It just, V8 makes a Bloody Mary. But I, I imagine it is, like, specific for Bloody Marys. Like, you wouldn't drink it by itself. Well, if you drink it by itself, it's a Virgin Mary. I didn't even know this was a thing. It tastes so good for, oh, like... I I fucked for a up. while, for a while, this was like my breakfast. I would have a glass of this in the morning and then leave. Um, I honestly, the V8 Bloody Mary, 
Mm-hmm. I like it without the vodka. I preferred it without vodka added because it was just tasted so good. Meat and a beef stick, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm just saying, um, if anyone out there is craving a Bloody Mary, V8 might scratch that itch for you. I'm not like the biggest Bloody Mary guy, so maybe just my taste is bad, and that's why I like this. I usually don't like them either. I have like a couple a year, and for some reason, just, just I woke up on Monday this week, and I was like, I want a Bloody Mary so bad, I don't want to get up, but I would get up for one of those. And it just, it just haunted me like a fucking ghost. I know those cravings. Mm-hmm. This is good, though. I mean, I'll make a second one. That's good. At least it wasn't, like, a, a bad mix, or you got the wrong thing or something. Right. I mean, like, V8's good, vodka's good. It, it, it's not a big deal. I'm not out money or anything, but it is, like, man, I don't want to go to the bars anymore because COVID, but there is a, there's Dell's Bar on the cross, and they make the fucking best Bloody Marys there. And it's kind of a shithole bar, like, if you go in, like, the they have, like, the trough urinal things instead of, like, normal bathrooms, and it's just kind of dingy. Goddamn, they make the best Bloody Mary in the town. You know, I would like to try, like, a good Bloody Mary, quote-unquote. Well, if you ever come here, we'll take you there, and I can show you what it's like to pee in a trough. I'll try that. Um, This morning, I went to the gas station, and there was a guy that, like, he ran in in front of me. Like, I opened the door, and he practically, like, pushed me out of the way to run in before me. And it's like, well, what's, what's this about? And then he, like, he runs and he gets in line, and there's, like, six people in line early in the morning. Hmm. And it's like, okay. And so whatever, I'm, I'm getting a coffee, um, I'm grabbing a burrito, I get in line. And finally he gets up to the counter, and he says, do you have the bathroom key? And the guy's like, no, the, the bathroom's closed. It's like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he's like, starts throwing a fit. It's like, we, we don't have the bathroom for anyone. It's a pandemic. We don't, I can't. I'm not allowed to open the bathroom. That's why there's a sign outside that says no public restroom. He's like pointing at the big sign. Mm-hmm. And the guy throws a fit. And, he, and so he just leaves. And so whatever, I get my stuff, I get in the car. And I see him like run over. And he's like, he's trying to break down the door to the bathroom. Which, the door swings open. So he's like throwing his body against it. But it's like, no, it's the <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> um, And then he just started like peeing on the door. Oh no. He's having a bad morning. Mm-hmm. This is one of those drinks where it tastes better the further down you get. Go vodka. Oh yeah, you magical bastard, you. <laughs> um, there was something else I wanted to mention real quick. I can't remember what it was. Uh, I don't know. Sounded like you were powering up in Dragon Ball Z, but but not very well. No, that one you you have a it's what is it a long a long A? Yeah. You have to hold the A for a while. No, a long I think a long A is A. You you want a uh What is that? I don't know. I think it's got a little like little Is that like, a flat A? I'm trying to think of the hash marks over it, like if you were to write it out. Because a dash over a letter a vowel means you say that vowel, like O. Oh, if it's the if it's the English dub, you go Aah! But if it's Japanese one you go Yeah Oh. I like the Japanese one more. You know, a lot of people... I'm cultured. Yeah, a lot of people appreciate the Japanese one, but I gotta say, um, of all the anime of the year, like, at that period when anime wasn't treated super well, Dragon Ball really lucked out on the dubs, because... 
they those got translated pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, all all things considered, uh, things are things are getting kind of messy right now. Did you see that like piracy site got shut down? Yeah, I was really sad about that because I was legitimately going to use that to watch Evangelion for the first time, and then it was like, oh no, that site doesn't exist anymore. But what's funny is like, uh, uh, um, other sites exist anyways. <laughs> That's just like opened up under new domain names. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing is like some studios are literally just putting stuff up on YouTube for free, um, because they kind of understand the reality of like some of the distribution logic is we got to get people to talk about this. You know, people are going to find yeah. a way to pirate it. We, we may as well like let them watch it and encourage fans to buy stuff. Yeah, there's a, I know like Utna is all on YouTube. Uh, apparently Maria Hollick is all on YouTube, which is an anime no one probably remembers. And I don't know if it was even any good. I remember watching it a long time ago, but I, I Googled it the other day just to see if I could find the opening song. And the, the whole show is just on YouTube. I, they think the studio uploaded it. And I was like, holy shit. So if you wanted to watch that, you could. I wonder if Karas is on YouTube, because I've been meaning to rewatch that, which is another one that's, like, really obscure. Yeah, but we were talking about, uh, I guess we can, um, today's topic, we're going to discuss a couple very bad animes that aren't made in Japan. Mm-hmm. Did you want it? Yeah, do we want to, do we want to try and watch the first episode of Ruby and then talk about Star Trek, uh... Let's do that. Lower Decks. Okay. Um, let me bring up Ruby here. So... <clears throat> Excuse me. One. Oh, it's only twelve minutes too. Okay. Yeah, we were lucky out. I wonder if I should um freshen this real quick. It's almost oh, go ahead. Already. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to talk to the audience about how much I love this VA Bloody Mary mix. Okay. You you razzle dazzle. So, I like how on the picture they have like serving suggestion where they put a shrimp in it and a celery and a cucumber and a, a other thing. Maybe it's just celery again. And it's like, you don't need any of that. They got, okay, there's V8 Spicy Hot and V8 Spicy Mango. Don't those. Get the one that says Bloody Mary. That's the stuff. You know, I also have to imagine a better quality vodka matters because I just, uh, I get this cheap Smirnoff stuff. What's that? Old Bay Seasoned Mix. Yeah, not, not really a mix. You want the actual, like, drink drink. V8 Bloody Mary Original. Lovely. Oh, tonight, I'm going to watch Ruby. I paired it with a wine. I was thinking, I want something lovely, but light. And I'm thinking, even though the Ruby part is tempting to go for a red wine, I opted for white. I got a Pinot Grigio. Is that how you pronounce that? Let me Google that real quick. I'm sorry, so it's not Pinot Grigio, it's Pinot Grigio. Are you back? I'm back. I was just, I was telling everyone, I was thinking about what I want to drink with Ruby, Mm -hmm. and I paired it with a a lovely Sutter Home wine of Pinot Grigio. Isn't it Pinot? No, I just googled it. I thought we thought it was Pinot. Pinot Grigio, um, which is a very, it's a very light and fruity kind of wine. You, you... It's I, I don't know. Do you drink wine a lot? Not a lot. I I enjoy it when I do drink it. Yeah, uh, a Pinot Grigio. I think I like it as a as a very safe go to like staple of wine. I sure. find that it's not always the most entertaining on its own, but that makes it easier to enjoy other things while you're drinking it. So it's a good book wine. 
Okay. And I figure that'll make it a good ruby wine. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, do we want to start this? Um, yeah. This is Ruby Rose, Chapter 1. Legends. Stories scattered through This time. is going to be interesting for me because I Mankind just watched that H-Bomber guy thing, right? So, like, I can regurgitate all of his complaints if I wanted to. So and I also, I never paid attention to Ruby. Once I saw what it was, I, like, turned off completely. Mm -hmm. So I literally can't tell you what the plot even was. Yeah, they don't really figure that out until, like, season two. Okay. Um, so when I was looking up Ruby, I stumbled upon an interesting little, like, a weird, like, tunnel on YouTube here. Um, I guess there's a lot of people complaining about plagiarism. Have you seen that stuff? I know, well, H-Bomber kind of talks about, like, the, the, the show seems like it takes a lot from anime that the creators liked. And it's sort of like, like, there's a lot of Avatar in here in The Last Airbender. Um, I don't know about direct plagiarism at all. Well, that's the thing. Most of these complaints come from, you know, Rooster Teeth's target audience is like 8 to 14 year olds. Mm -hmm. Um, so when they say plagiarism, they don't know what that word means. <laughs> so, to be more accurate, a lot of the 3D models are assets from other things that were, like, retextured. That's not uncommon. I mean, there's sites that well, sell that, right? Unless they stole them and retextured. Well, that's the thing. It's like... When I got the vibe that this was something made by, like, teenagers with, like, fan assets, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that, like, some of these hairs are literally taken from MMD. Really? Um, yeah, like, some of these pictures side by side, it's like, it grossed me out thinking, like, guys, you couldn't just make hair. Like, you could... <laughs> I mean, you're sitting down to make a show. You have a budget to make a show. I know that they got started by doing, like, Red vs. Blue. Mm-hmm. But it's like, some of this stuff is really... It's already cheap animation by doing the 3D stuff. You couldn't, like... You couldn't hire an artist. You couldn't... How about this? What if you buy the hair asset, but then you tweak it so it's not the default shape that everyone else already has access to? Well, right, that that would be the thing. Is That's what you would normally do with uh, so, purchased assets, is you change them around a bit. So when they just retexture it, or they just set it to full right. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, kid, put your hands where I can see them. See, so H bomber guy, this scene right here, he's comparing hey, it to hands in the air. um the opening to the Kawaii Bebop movie, which also takes place during a robbery, and Spike With is the listening headphones. to music. I said, I, are you kidding me? No. I, so the difference between the two uh, is that is that yes. Spike actively gets and Spike chooses to get involved in this, whereas Ruby is. <laughs> just a she's there and so the big problem with ruby as a character for a lot of the beginning episodes is that she has no agency she's just she winds up in situations and then reacts to them so she doesn't have characterization here she just got a cool weapon and an outfit also the volume mixing in this is kind of weird because it just got really loud yeah i have it turned down a bit with the subtitles on okay um get her then it's like, okay, well, we're here for a Monty fight, so this is what we're going to get. I also, I understand that this is the first episode. Yep. I'm not sure if you'd even call this the pilot, or if this was, like, they're very proud of this first episode. 
I'm paying attention to the animation smears, and smearing is something you don't often see in 3D, at least back when this was made. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're trying is very interesting, but they're like, it's not the right frame rate for a couple of these techniques. Sure. Where it's like, this is really just a learning experience, and it looks like that. And, I mean, the, a lot of this show, it sounds like it was a learning experience. They didn't... The people that worked on this, other than Monty, did not have a lot of experience with this, and were just sort of like, let's do it. We have Monty involved, he's good. Man, I hate this animation. <laughs> I'm not a fan. It, it's... I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I hate it. Um, He has no... He has no, like, physics or weight to him at all. Mm -hmm. He he wheels himself forward and his legs accidentally move. I kind of like some of the coloring, though. Not, like, on the like on them himself. Like, it's very bright. Yeah, you know, I like the backgrounds. Um, I feel like they do a good job setting a stage... Like, I could almost see this being more entertaining if I was watching an animatic version that wasn't done yet. Because the sure. way the shots are composed is actually good. Yeah. Like, if you took stills and turned this into a manga, it wouldn't be offensive to me. It's just watching it be poorly animated is like, oh, eh. I guess there is a manga of this, and apparently it's quite a bit better because it was written so long after the fact that they could fix a lot of the pacing issues. <laughs> Well, like, this is kind of... I mean, it's flashy. This is, isn't terrible at all. And, f again, it's a first episode. It's a good, like, showcase of, like, hey, this is a, a different world. There's a lot of weird magic going on. But I also know that the show specifically says this. none of this is magic. Magic's not real until it is. And so the, it, it has no idea, like, what its power structure or anything like that is. So I love, um... Have I told you I've been playing a lot of Warframe lately? Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. I, I love Warframe. Um, they have some very interesting character design in that, where you get these, like, new powers, and it's like, sometimes people try to explain the lore. Like, within the sci-fi technology we understand, how does this new character work? And it's like, well, it's magic. And that's not a satisfactory answer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, something will happen, like, uh, I, right now I've been playing this guy who's, uh, like, ancient Egypt kind of themed, like, he's a, he's a mummy, and he has these sand powers where you can wrap people up in scarabs and sand, and the scarabs sap life from them and turn them into zombies that fight for you, and you throw sand around, and you can turn it into a sandstorm and suck everybody up, and it's like, don't bother explaining any of this, it just happens. Yeah, I. I don't know, right? Like, I, I, I've never considered Warframe to have very serious lore. I've never, I haven't played it as much as you, but it's like, I mean, my guy plays. A, he he controls water. He turns into a puddle. Like, I just assume it's magic or something well, like equivalent. Did you get to your? That. Oh my gosh, this cookie thing. That's really bad. That was really bad. Um. Did you get your ult? Were you summon a kraken? Yeah, it's pretty cool. But also, it's like, you're in a spaceship, but your pet Kraken's tentacles just show up everywhere and grab everyone. Right. Cripes, why are they doing motion blurring? 
Why, why are they trying to copy anime? So, I, I think I said this last week, but Ruby reminds me of something that a teenager would make because they like anime and they stay up late to watch it all swim. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've seen things like this on YouTube where people get, like, the MMD software. <sighs> I hate this dialogue so much. It's really bad. You can tell that this is written by, by two people who have not had to write anything other than, like, maybe one episode of Red vs. Blue. Because that was basically the case. Do you know who I am? You're Professor Ospin. You're the headmaster at Beacon. But I just, like, I let... I don't mind being inspired by anime. There's a lot of great things in anime and a lot of over-the-top nonsense that's really fun. But why you would try to... Okay, bring that in. But why would you would try to bring a lot of the weird shit in, like the sound effects and the random movements and the weird, annoying voices, like... You... You... you, you I don't know. It drives me nuts. It's fine when Japan does it. And here, I like how the background characters all have, like, the black silhouette. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of very hard color choices. And I feel like they nail the colors. Yeah. Like, they, the, these guys are not incompetent. They don't lack understanding of how to do things. So I think that's what makes me frustrated with the flaws. Yeah. Because I see these cool parts that are like, oh, that's good. How'd you mess that up? Were there that character's drawn? <laughs> That, what is that's that? H-Bomber guy's, like, entire video is basically that. Like, there's such good things, why do they fuck up all the stuff in between? Which is kind of, it makes it more disappointing, right? Because there's clearly potential here. And it was a labor of love, so you want it to be good. And it's, you know, made by a small studio, so they have, like, their... Like, the underdog or whatever. I suppose. I just, uh... Man, I really hate Rooster Teeth. <laughs> so, this is about the time where I stopped caring about Rooster Teeth. And it was Ruby, but it was also their shorts. Do you remember the shorts? I remember really liking a lot of the comedy ones. So, they they did, like, a first season of shorts. And they were literally very short videos that were just live action. And it was, yeah. like, them in the office. Yeah, they were, like, two minutes long, three minutes long. And there was one that made me laugh really hard, where it's like they had a drug test, yes, and it's like, that okay... Yes, that great. That's you, the first one I thought of. Yeah, but it's like, okay, you, you can't use Gatorade. It's like, no, it's my pee. It's like, well, then why is it red? And it's like a pan... Or it's like the red Gatorade. Or it's blue. Like, it's it not a blue. natural color. But it's like... It was a funny joke, and they landed it. Mm -hmm. And then they did season two of the shorts. And they weren't comedies. They were like... It's like they got 3D tech, so it's like, look, we can we can do a portal effect. We can do the portal gun effect. And it's like five minutes of them playing with the portal gun, but there's like nothing to it. Yeah. So oh, we're almost over. <laughs> well, this is like the end credits now. Yeah. And here, oh, like... The volume mixing on this is so fucking weird. Why are these songs so much louder than everything else? I don't know. But see, this is... I wish the show looked like this. I wish it was, like, artistically over the top. Well, and, and that like, was the thing, is those four teaser trailers were artistically over the top, and so everyone's like, oh, it's gonna be like that. Maybe it'll be mostly silent, and it's gonna be Ruby walking around killing monsters, and it's like, no, we're gonna go to anime school. And it's like, oh, the worst thing. Cool. Yeah, have fun. Alright, I'm gonna... 
cut it here because I don't need to listen to the anime song. Ugh, it bumps me out. Did did I send you that Tamers one three for five anime closing? Yeah, you did. I didn't watch it. I, I saw you Hakusho, and I was like, I don't know if I want Tamers one two three four five to ruin you Hakusho for me. Oh no, he he compliments it very well. Oh okay. Um, but he did like a a recreation of the end credits, nice. and it's like it's so it's frustrating because he's doing this in Microsoft Paint, and it like. It has more artistic integrity to it than Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> the execution isn't as artistic. The quality isn't there. But also, he knew what he was setting out to do and then achieved it 100%. Right. And that, that's and the thing, like, though, is ah. doing exactly what you want to achieve before you begin is really important sometimes. Like, there's a certain level of like finding the thing while you work on it, but you only really want to do that when you have the luxury of coming back to edit it before it goes out. Oh. I will say, like, if we... Okay, we weren't really totally paying attention to the first episode of Ruby, but also not a lot happened. So there's, like, a two-minute intro of exposition that doesn't tell you a whole lot about anything, other than dust is a thing. And then by the end of season, like, two, dust no longer is important. Um, <laughs> really? Yeah. That was seemed super integral to this. The, the, the rest of that intro doesn't tell you a whole lot. Like, it shows you four kingdoms, but it doesn't show you anything about them. It doesn't explain the magic system at all, which... Is clearly very important because that's how they're fighting. Um, then there's a robbery and you, a really long fight scene that takes up most of the show. And then Ruby goes to, invited to the school. And then there's a bit of exposition around these things. And it, it, it feels like, like when you're reading a comic book and it has like that first issue blues where it, it's trying so hard to set up stuff and it clumsily walks its way through. And you're like, well, hopefully it'll find itself by issues two or three and become good. And I don't know if Ruby ever... I don't know when it does that, if ever. Like, I, I've, this is literally the first time I think I've seen it an entire episode. So I only have someone else's opinions on the show. Uh, but I'm also, like, not interested in watching more. Yeah, I think, um, I wasn't sure how to go into this, because I didn't want to just rag on it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, like, like be, you know, fairly, this was made how long ago, and under what circumstances. and Right. And I know it's the first episode, and I know it was a different team at the time. But watching this, it's like, sincerely, I don't know why someone would want to watch episode two. I, I can see the the art's not for everybody. I don't hate it. I, uh, I, li- I like the music, and I like the stylish fight scenes. Like So to me, those two things are, oh, here's a reason to keep going. Like, these are fun. If they can bring the story and the voice acting and, and, and improve the artwork a bit, you, you could have a good show. But it does have that first episode problem where it's trying to establish a lot of things and difficult doing that and i don't think it establishes enough things because we don't even get to the school we don't get a whole lot of the world at all so there's still a lot of exposition stuff that needs to happen before we're into the swing of things and i guess i'm also i'm like a little confused under the context of what this fight was where i can't tell if these are superheroes or if everyone can just do backflips like within this setting like I don't yeah. know if this is actually a special talent or if this is like um did, did you ever watch Naruto? Yes. Do you remember that that very first episode where like he he pranked everyone by painting like he like painted graffiti on the statues? Yeah. And he's like running away and they can't catch him. And it it kind of feels like this weird um it it's like did the ninjas not have the security to stop a child from painting graffiti? 
or, or is he just a really good ninja? Well, that's the thing. Is he actually a good ninja, and he does he doesn't apply himself correctly? Like, I wasn't sure what was trying to be conveyed. Right. Because every time he tries to do something, he's actually very bad at it, and, like, children can outpace him. Mm. Except for times when he's good, and then he's really good at it. Yeah, he's got and, some and plot it, armor. Yeah. But it's so painfully inconsistent. I know, like, Dragon Ball Z is a little bad about how they handle power creep, but Naruto is like, don't bother... Because it, 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 Naruto does like a sidestep where sometimes the power creeps backwards and like someone will get cut a little bit and they're hindered. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, but you, when you lost your arm, you didn't slow down. <laughs> like, what? Um, it's funny with Dragon Ball Z because the power creep is at least somewhat consistent. Like, it, it, it stays, it follows a linear path per season and then the next season happens and obviously we need to jack it up. Then the next season happens and we need to jack it up. Till it gets to the point where it's just fucking ridiculous, and you're like, okay, I guess you could blink and blow the planet up. But at least there's, like, I feel like you can follow the progression to a logical point. When you start dealing with things like the ninjutsus that are all really different, or something like Hunter x Hunter where they have the nin abilities, and it's not strictly power level, it's got more of a magic system involved, like, it can be really hard to balance that out and not make everybody too strong. But in, like, really weird esoteric ways I wonder hmm I don't know Naruto started off poor too but I was at least curious about what episode 2 would be yeah and I found Naruto to become an endearing character even though like later they they handle things a little poorly and like backtrack every time there's a lesson mm. which I I don't know you, you ever watch Plague of Gripes no he has a very interesting breakdown on um on Naruto being a hypocritical character. Like the way he's written is handled so poorly that it undermines like his enjoyment for the whole show. Here's the thing with Naruto though is like I watched Naruto when I was in high school. So I was you know 14 or 15 at the time, right? Like So me liking Naruto and being like I don't get Ruby. It's like, well, Ruby was made for B when I liked Naruto. And so that you know you you look at it that way and it makes a bit more sense. But also Naruto was made by adults and didn't have weird animation issues where the character just kind of floats to the side. Sure, I mean Ruby's <laughs> technically made by adults. It's just uh, I mean not it just doesn't look studio. like it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I like Naruto. I guess. I kind of don't. It, I, I would have to go back to. I would have. I. I feel like I want to have like an edit. I want to like edit what the story is and stop it early, because there's a point where it like goes too far in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite moment for Naruto is when the like half the village got blown up, but he was able to save everyone, and everyone gets up and like they stopped the bad guy and Naruto stopped him. And half the village is all blown up. It's just flattened. Like, it got nuked. But everyone survived. Because Naruto helped save everyone. And everyone gets up, and they all appreciate Naruto. And all eyes are on Naruto. And they're all saying, yay, Naruto saved us. And there's this moment where it's like, man, he, you know, he kept talking about wanting to be Hokage. But what he really wanted is validation. Yeah. And seeing everyone point at Naruto and go, look, he's the best. And it's like, oh, this is so much more valuable than him being Hokage. 
Yeah. So then, like, later when they make him Hokage, it's like, well, no, don't <laughs> tell a story, what? <laughs> Here's the, my, I really like, and this is one of those things, like, anime can do that hype thing so well. So, like, when Naruto first, like, basically uses that Ninetale Fox in, a, in the fight he's in, and that, that build-up and that execution is so fucking good. Like, it's just, it's why you're there, right? You're like, you, yeah. you finally get it, and you're like, this is the craziest, awesomest thing. Or you watch, like, Gurren Log and it just gets fucking nuts, and they're, like, throwing galaxies at each other, because that anime is wild as shit. And it's one of the reasons why I really like the newest Star Wars movie, is because the ending to that movie is hype as fuck. It's so fun. It's like, this is, like, anime Star Wars. Crazy. And that's the thing to me, is, like, take that from anime. A lot of the other stuff isn't worth saving, but the the way it builds up and escalates, not a lot of other stuff does it, and then anime does it the best. What's your take on the new um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I have not seen it. Oh, really? Wow. Okay, so this is, is this sparking something of a debate in the animation community? Because some people say it's terrible animation, and other people say it's the best stuff on Cartoon Network right now. Or rather, on TV right now, not not just Cartoon Network, but Nickelodeon. Uh, um, new TMNT. I, I get okay. I, I, is this like the the really kind of square deviant art looking art style? Yeah, but I want to make sure I find a like a fight sequence that's worth looking at. Because I'm guessing that this is going to come down to they don't like the the character designs, but then the animation is good because they're very simple. Well. It's a little complicated because honestly, I think that the okay, it's called Rise. That's the problem. I think the problem is that they they're very anime inspired, but the the thing that they're doing is they're leaning too much into these like hard cuts where there's not actual like fluid movement. Um, I want to okay this this video here. I, I when I watch this, it's like, man, if I was a child, this would get me like more hype than Dragon Ball. Because I definitely don't enjoy the the designs of the turtles. I actually do. They grew on me. And I suppose if you're watching it, they eventually would. Because I had that problem with Steven Universe, right? I think what I like is that they they all look different instead sure. of just being different colors. Yeah, yeah, that that does help. I mean, it's definitely over the top. Yeah, but it's, like, consciously leaning into that. Yeah. I've never had, like, a huge affinity for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, too. Um, Personally, I do, but it's not my absolute favorite. So I'm not, like, married to a specific series. So maybe I'm a little more open-minded than, like, some of the super fans. Sure. This is super fucking anime. Holy shit. It ramps up too. Like you're you're at the cool part here, but it keeps going. No, this is ag- this is actually really rad. I wish there was a few more scenes of like actual movement right now. It's more flashing lights than characters. Like you can tell they're they're doing they're taking some shortcuts, right? Yeah. But it looks good. Like it, it reminds me of some of like the late stage fights in Yu Hakusho, where things are just like really crazy and everyone's jumping and flipping and shooting lasers. Yeah, and, and this was the like season finale. Like not every episode does this. Sure. So they build up to okay, Shredder's master plans coming in. We got to stop him. Oh man, that freaking camera flip was pretty cool. Yeah, 
<laughs> I love, there's a lot of interesting things. Like, you don't, you're not prepared for anything that happens next. I dig the music choice, too. It's so, it, it's hard to follow at points, but I also don't care. I feel like that's intentional. Like, they want it to look like this is, this is too extreme for you to even pay attention. Yeah. Oh, man, that drill thing you just did was fucking cool. <laughs> yes. Hey, it's the mouse. It's really going to be interesting, like, as we get more and more cartoons from people our age that did really grow up on anime and also other, like, Spongebob and things like that, and what we're going to make, what tone it's going to be, uh, style. You can you can stop watching there, but okay. you get you get the uh oh, yeah, the style they're going for. Seven and a half minutes long, but yeah, though that was a that was pretty cool. I I like it. Um, some people argue that it's just it's trying too hard, and it's more flashy effects than actual animation. I but I feel like that, the whole presentation is good though. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like I, you can successfully argue both of those things. I do think the presentation is good, and it's clearly hitting what it wants to hit it's one of those things like if you're judging it by the metrics it's trying to be judged by like the show that wants i I think i think it it largely is doing what it wants to do i like it so whatever all right so our other anime we were going to talk about was star trek yes um did you watch the that first episode the lower decks i watched the first episode of the lower decks and i liked it but it's flawed yeah. <laughs> it's imperfect. I think that's how you worded it exactly. Yes. And it's weird because the imperfection was largely more of a, a plot thing than anything else. Where, like, I like how it starts off and they're the, the people that run the ship and they're building in buffer time for their work. Which is super fucking relatable, right? When you got, when you could do something and no one knows how to do what you do, you'd be like, yeah, that's going to take me four hours and maybe it only takes it two. And you're like, I got two hours, I can just not do anything. Super relatable. Not that I do that, Heather. Never. Um, when they get when the, the the captain figures that out and decides to remove buffer time, I don't know why she applies it to the upper deck people, and it tries to explain it, but it doesn't work. So at the end, when she, her eyes are baggy and like, no, I gotta be on time. I have to be more efficient. Like, it, it literally is supposed to be almost like a classist thing, and then she applies it to all the people, and it doesn't. It just undermines like what it's trying to do it undermines its own joke it doesn't make any sense it's what's the word i i feel like they're trying to feel it out and they're not quite yeah. there yet that's fair um so let me see so you watched episode three was that not which, the pilot that i watched no you watched episode three which also i haven't seen yet so i don't know what you're talking about because that felt like a pilot that's the thing. Um, episode two feels like a pilot. I, <laughs> they, I think what the vibe I'm getting is, um, they're kind of playing it safe by like not they're not pushing boundaries yet, huh? Which I think is intentional because people get really uppity about known IPs. So if they break too many rules about Star Trek, then the the Star Trek nerds will get angry on Reddit. So I I almost feel like they're kind of playing it safe. They're throwing in like references for the fans to notice. Um, but they're also they're 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 not getting too creative as a result of that. 
um, the episode two, it was so painfully predictable. Where like there's the I can't remember the names. The, who's the main guy with the purple hair? I have no idea. He wanted to he like he took on an extra mission to prove he's good at being Star Trek. And then the black lady was like, "Well, I'll tag along and I'll I'll watch you fail because you're you're silly willy and I'm smart and cool." And he goes, "Well, I study and you don't." And then they go on the mission, and she's street smart, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and so he keeps messing up, and she keeps saving the day, so he he feels bad about it, and it's like so predictable, like you know what the arc is ten minutes in. Sure, and you know that, what I mean. That's kind of the case with the, with the episode I watched into, I, which I, re- I totally didn't realize I watched the wrong episode, but I can't but believe they the, all feel like a pilot. That's weird. That, that's the thing. I feel like this first season is going to be this. I'm looking forward to season two, you know? Yeah, that's, that's maybe a good way to put it. Um, I liked the opening credits. Oh, for the ship flying around? Yeah, where it's just like, it's it looks like these dramatic shots, but really it's like, oh, the engines aren't turning on, then they're going to get sucked into a black hole. Or like the, the Borg and the Ferengi are shooting at each other. The lasers, and then like one laser hits them, so they just turn around and leave. That was it, that made me laugh really hard. That was I good. I laughed out loud at a couple of the sequences. Um, I like what they're doing with the show. It's not offensive to me. Yeah, that's which a good I, way to put it. I get, and I get kind of uppity as a fan when they don't trade it serious enough. And I feel like the cartoon format allows for comedy, where <coughs> me. with the context of the show. If a character were to solve a problem with math and then go, that's the power of math, people, it wouldn't upset me. Right. Because it's a cartoon character, and if anything, they're, like, riffing off of how annoying these people But with the live-action show, like, says that with earnest, it's like, ugh. Ugh. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious to watch the other two now, just, just kind of to do it. Like, I didn't hate it or anything. It was entertaining. I definitely laughed out loud a couple times. But... I almost wonder if you'll appreciate the first episode more. Maybe. But the second one had a really good B plot. Um, the You know how there's like the one cyborg guy? I don't know if he was in the third episode. Um, He's in the preview. Okay. He's the, he has like little like he has a head glasses thing. Oh, okay. Um, He's not like a full robot or anything, but so he, like he he wants to um. He wants to spend time with his friend, and his friend's like, oh, our, our schedules aren't lining up. Um, I wish you weren't in engineering, because then we could uh, we could watch the thing together. And he doesn't have, like, the confidence to say, yeah, I agree. He, he, like, feels obligated to say, like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just rearrange my schedule and make it work. And he can't do that in engineering, so he had to, like, choose a new career path. So he, like, quit his job in engineering. Huh. And he's, like, trying the other departments. And it was very funny to me, but it's also, it was funny to me understanding how Star Trek works. Like, the idea of someone just moving around in different departments and, like, the the vastly different expertise you'd have to have. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I, I'm curious if you enjoy each of these little sequences. Because I think it's, it's low level enough that it's not like you're going to miss it. Sure. But I feel like there's an extra layer in me thinking about like what if data just decided to join security like he can't do that yeah you know what i mean (laughs) 
Commander Ransom is interesting. I don't know how much he shows up in the first two episodes. Is he like the gung ho guy? Yeah. He's fun. Cause so his introduction in this was was really good as a as far as the first episode goes, right? We're like I, I immediately get what this guy's about. He's very he's a blowhard. He but he's in command. And people don't like him and he doesn't do any work, but he gives speeches. And I was like, This is great. And then he ends up like almost subverting that like he's not set up like to be a badass and he has a badass moment. And I, I was like, I don't know if I like this or not, but oh, it's the first episode. They'll do something with it. And so to be like, oh, it's episode three. That's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know if I like that now. Cause, uh, cause the I can I can I can see where you're going with that. And yeah, that is a little. It, it the fact that you watched episode three and your thought like, well, it's their first try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's funny. <laughs> I like the two leads though, the purple-haired guy and then Ensign who's the uh, the black lady. Um oh yeah, she I thought she might be a little more annoying than she is. Uh like in the trailer, it's like, oh, if they don't land this right, she's going to be annoying. Mm-hmm. But I think she's actually like she's uh endearing enough that whenever she does something stupid, it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, I like how gung-ho she is. I like how she might not she has like she might not have the technical smarts but then she can like beat people up she's one of those characters and she she's very charismatic and whereas the other guy like totally isn't and i feel like they make really they're, they're good foils for each other like it's just good writing like oh these two characters are really opposites and we'll pair them together once in a while like make them bounce yeah. off each other that might be one of the better elements of it despite the cliche pairing mhm it's one of the redeeming parts because they like episode two is really just the two of them. Okay. Oh, then I'm excited for episode two because I think and I think it's fun, but okay. it's also you you know you kind of understand where it's going pretty early in. Sure. Um, I like the doctor. I love her so much. I'm trying to look up her name though. Is that the cat? Yeah, Taana. Yeah, she's fun. I. When they when they revealed the the character design, the idea of like this like scraggly old cat lady. Like, okay, that's kind of funny. But I love how she's written where she's not, like, a joke character. She's actually just legitimately grumpy all the time. Mm-hmm. Which, it's like, this character was made for me specifically. Because I think my favorite Star Trek character is McCoy, who was the grumpy doctor in the original series. And then my character on Star Trek Online is a doctor cat. And when I see Ta'ana here, it's like, wait, this is literally what my character will look like in, in like, 20 years. Yeah. Like, she is going to be, like, this fed up with everything. And, (laughs) like, she, I don't know, I just, I love it so much. And people are, like, mad that they put in a a cat character. And it's like, well, yeah, there's there's a lot of Cations in Star Trek. And they're like, no, there isn't. And I'm sending them, like, live-action photos of Cations. And I go, (laughs) yeah. And it's like, I don't know, I'm enjoying the show. I love that the main character, um, when everybody's, like, freaking out because they have to get things done on time, and they they can't handle it, and he's just like, I love following the rules, and he's the only one having, like, the best time ever. Like, it's, like, legitimately funny. And yeah. there's people, like, throwing up or whatever, just, like, their eyes are all sunken, and he's like, I'm working so efficiently, this ship is great today, you know, and it's just... It's like kind of a low-hanging fruit joke, but they build into it so well that it was like legitimately good. It's like, okay, this is a good piece of writing right now. I yeah. So I mean, there's there's these redeeming moments. It's very light, 
Hmm. Um, it's unoffensive. It's safe. I I feel like um, it's not getting like raving reviews. Like no one's coming out and saying you gotta watch Lower Decks only on CBS All Access. It's kind of like oh yeah, it's fine. I was expecting more really negative reviews. Yeah. So the fact that this is just it's very pleasant and I'm enjoying it. And it feels like more Star Trek than Picard did. It's like, oh, well, okay, I get to watch something. This is, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I should watch all of Picard because I didn't hate that first episode. But then I'm just like, I yeah, mean, but then I'd have to like sit down and actually watch a TV show. I mean, you have access to it. Um, try watching episode two, I guess. Yeah, maybe I'll get my and brother like, involved. He liked uh, Next Generation. I'd be curious what he would think of it. Yeah, I mean, and honestly... I, I, I heard more positive things about Picard than I did Discovery. Sure. I don't think I can recommend Discovery to either of you guys. <laughs> um, You might like, and, like and, you know, Picard. You guys will probably both enjoy it definitely more than I did. Right. Um, <coughs> I don't know how, how long you plan on keeping your CBS account. I Well, that's the thing. Um, we, we found out that it has Big Brother and Survivor. So I think my mom's going to want to watch this for a while. Okay. And I think there's seven more weeks of Lower Decks. So at bare minimum that. Oh shit, Ugly Americans is on here. So you can you can watch it for a while. I'll try to give you a heads up when I decide to quit it. I like how there's a Comedy Central thing, but I don't see South Park. Because I think that's on Hulu. Yeah, this stuff gets so messy so fast. It is really bad. But I'm kind of curious, like, what is on here now? CBS All Access actually does have a lot of stuff on it. Oh, shit, The Legend of Korra is on here. Um, there's, like some, there's some decent stuff on here. There's some decent stuff on here. I don't know how much of it I personally want to watch besides Lower Decks. Yeah. But they also have old Star Trek. Like, they got the original animated series on here. Which is very hard to watch. So yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm uh, I'm tempted to watch. I want to draw my character in this style. Ugly Americans, if they have that. I don't know if you ever saw Ugly Americans. I'll have to refresh my memory. It's what's the best way to describe this show? It it it's like the zombies and monsters and stuff are real. It takes place in New York, and the main character is like a social worker for yes. zombies. No, I watched this, and I remember really liking this show when it came out. It it only got I think a couple seasons. I, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't super impressed by it. Um, I think it was cute enough, but it was also the kind of thing that it reminded me of, of like a clever idea that someone had to make a lot of compromises on so they would get picked up at, at the network. That might be fair. If there's only 14 I, episodes. I might rewatch it. Yeah. I feel like sometimes they would go for long hanging fruit jokes but they would have clever spins on it. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, this isn't the worst thing. So I remember watching, I think, every episode that came out. But also, like, very few parts of it stuck with me. Mm-hmm. I remember one episode where, like, they everyone was excited because these two trees were going to fuck. And then he had this, like, dumb question about, like... Well, wait, have they dated around? What if there's other trees they'd like yeah, more? Yeah, I remember that episode. And it, like, ruined it for everyone. Yeah, because it took like a hundred years for for this for the branches to meet or whatever. Like, there's little things where it's like, oh, it's kind of funny, and then other things where it's like, 
Eh, not working. I like how if you click movies, there's only... There's, like, not even 20. Well, there's probably, like, 30, but, like, they're not it's, good. <laughs> it's They shouldn't have a movies category. That should be, like, when you look up something, a movie should happen to show up. Oh, never mind. I'm in popular. Let's, okay, so there's actually more movies. Oh, is I didn't... Okay. They need to improve their website, damn. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, if I can just, like, search for TV shows in alphabetical order. Uh, it may be on the wiki. Look up the CBS All Access wiki or something. Because, <laughs> like, oh, I see Fairly Odd Parents. They got, um, they got oh, really? both avatars on here, which is cool. I got my dad to watch Avatar. Ren and Stimpy's on here. And he was like, um, yeah, it's okay. And I was like, really? You didn't you didn't get into it? And it's like, well, I was, and then the finale was just kind of like, whatever. Well, the old and Sonic I, the Hedgehog's on here. Oh, no. Don't tell me the Sonic Underground on there. I don't see Sonic on... I guess it is. Wow, they have all three Sonics. <laughs> they do. I say all three. There's like six Sonics, but they have the first three Sonics. I think they have all the Sonic Underground, too. Uh, there's 40 episodes. So, if, if, we, oh if we wanted to have some real fun with this, we could. Oh, my goodness. Okay, we could... We could do another CBS watch along if you want next week. It's something to consider if nothing else comes up this uh, at all. Um, you know, I also I, I mentioned it too, but what is wrong with Knuckles? Knuckles' size is the only character that is never consistent between shots. I'm sorry, I'm watching Sonic Underground. <laughs> I'm turning this off. There we go. I, What's really weird is that okay, so they have Nickelodeon as a thing, but they don't have. All the Nickelodeon, like, there's not that many shows here. Like, there's SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents. So I don't, I'm not seeing like Jimmy Neutron. They have Danny Phantom. I feel like that's a deeper cut than Jimmy Neutron. Have you ever seen that uh, that moment where um, or not the moment, the like the early animation test for Jimmy Neutron? I don't think so. Well, their their uh, Comedy Central list is not great. It's basically drawn together in Ugly Americans and then Tosh.0, like, they don't have a lot here. Oh. Yeah, it's not, that's not a whole lot. And then I'm definitely not watching anything on MTV. But then they got Survivor, which I wouldn't watch, but I'm sure some people would. Can watch Young Sheldon. This is pretty wild, and I, I don't know if this is entertaining to listen to us be like, oh my god, this has this, or this doesn't have this, but... TV's so weird now. It's so fractured and hard to get all the good stuff. Like, it's frustrating. I'm sorry. You have to watch this clip. I can't get over how awful this is. Okay. Did you? Oh, did you see the the commercial I sent you? No. I'll, let's watch that next. Okay. Um. Oh yeah, Johnny Quasar. I think I've seen this. His design is so weird. It's like his yeah, head I'm... is nothing but tumor. I'm glad that they they came back to that, <laughs> and like they they basically tweaked it. Like the silhouette is the same mm-hmm. if you think about it. Okay, what's this cat commercial about? Oh man, this is a weird ass commercial. Why didn't cats look like this? This is cute. Yeah, I, so I actually saw this on TV. This commercial with like the anthropomorphic cats. My immediate thought was, this is weird. I need to send this to Cameron. <laughs> See, this is what commercials should be. I love this. I just, I can't believe there's, like, legitimate anthropomorphic cats in a commercial like this. Like, it's just... No, it's, like, well done. It's like, oh, this is fun. 
Um, th- there's this brief sequence here. You gotta watch this. Just like, is is this like the future of furries? Are we gonna get? Is is there gonna be porn with like cat characters that look like this? Eventually, it's just the question is, does it catch on? Yeah. Uh, I don't. That was really bad. That animation. All of that was garbage. Also, he can glide and climb with his fists. <laughs> He's literally not in danger. Knuckles keeps shrinking. Every shot, he gets smaller. I have to watch this again. In the next scene over, like later in the episode, Knuckles is bigger than all of them. But he's the only character that has these like super gross changes. Like it's it's not a well polished show, but Knuckles especially, like he's not. First, he's first when he's falling. Like Sonic's hand is the size of his head. And then he Sonic pulls him up, and they're the same size. And then the next shot, he's like immediately way smaller than Sonic. He's like half Sonic's height. Yeah. Sonic Sonic leans down to put his shoulder on him. Like yeah. It's not just a, a funny thing. They like planned it out like that to animate it. Well, I just got an ad for CBS All Access on Facebook. That. <laughs> That's Facebook right. listens to our podcast, while we record it. So. I think we watched a lot of bad anime tonight. Yeah, we had some fun tonight. Um, yeah, we did. I, I'm glad I actually like took the time to watch a Ruby, so that I, I, I'm reassured that the young people are wrong and I'm right. <laughs> um, I'm glad that you tolerated Lower Decks. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna watch probably episodes one and two. I'm, I'm curious to see what this ends up looking like. I do think. There's some merit to be like, I can't wait for season two when they figure their shit out. Well, yeah, and and that's the thing. Um, if it keeps going, I picture them actually having fun with this. Yeah, especially like as we know the characters better and they can play off of things a little faster. Because mm-hmm. I feel like they're still like explaining details. Um, I don't know what happens in episode three. Did you see the the black girl's dad? No. I want to see more of him. She did play a guitar for a bit, and I was like, I don't understand why she's doing that. This is kind of a weird way to begin episode one. But now, as it turns out... I don't know. I Again, these might be completely interchangeable, because I thought episode two felt a little piloty. also. They, okay. they tour... They go, they go down to a planet, and they walk through several different, like, residential districts. Mm. So they go to see the Klingons, and then they go to see the Meridians, and then they go see the Durblops... And it's like, okay, I get it. You're you're referencing things that we can recognize. Yeah, it, it like it felt very deliberate. Like, look, we are aware of the lore, and less of a story. Okay, interesting. So, I don't know. You, I think you might enjoy episode one the most, but two has some good stuff in it. Okay, but I like it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad we had. I think this is we had some fun things to talk about. Uh, do you have a glad space this week? Um, did I talk about Fall Guys last week? You did not, I don't think. I've been enjoying Fall Guys, uh, but what's really fun is playing with people. Because I, I tried playing the game, and it's like, whatever. But, um, like, Richard had me over, and he's like, you gotta play this Fall Guys game. And it's like, okay. And when you have people in the room cheering for you, it makes it much better. Okay. And so I've been playing it with my parents. And 
you know, like the dogs get excited and bark because we're all yelling <laughs> together. <laughs> like it, it's this like thing, and it feels like a game show. But you're in it, which I think is like the sales pitch. But it feels like that. Sure. Are you are you familiar? Are you aware of what Fall Guys is? It was funny. I was uh, I listened to. Jim Sterling talk about it on a Jimquisition thing, but I wasn't watching the video. I was painting Warhammer, and I'm just like, oh, this sounds like a neat thing he's talking about. I should probably look at the screen, but I got to finish painting the weapon silver first, and then I just never watched any of it. So, I mean, I guess for anyone that doesn't know, it's a game, it's kind of like Takeshi's Castle or, uh, what's it, like Ninja Castle, what's that game show? Where there's, like, uh... obstacles... And it's like a jungle gym thing where like a bunch of people are running across it and then out of nowhere a, a ball just gets shot at you and you fall off into the mud. So it's like these game shows. And each round starts with 60 players and you all race to the end and only 40 make it. So zany stuff happens and people get eliminated. And each round more people get eliminated until you're the last one standing. Okay. It's a really simple premise. Um, If you watch a little bit of it, you'll get it. But it is a lot more fun to play than to watch. Like, there's not... It's it's very luck-dependent. Because <laughs> sometimes you'll just... A bunch of people get knocked over. We'll see what happens. Sure. Like, there's only a certain amount of skill to it. But it's fun when you get emotionally invested in the chaos of it. That sounds fun. Yeah. How about you? I bought a little remote control car for my cat to chase around. And I've only had it a couple days... But that's been a lot of fun. He doesn't, he's not like in love with it or anything, but he's concerned and he definitely runs after it and wants to make sure he knows where it is. And so if I drive it from like the kitchen to the living room, he will sprint after it. If I put it under the couch, he like freaks out because he's like, it's under the fucking couch. So I've I've been playing with my cat by driving around a stupid RC car. I like that. And that's been a, that's been an enjoyable way to uh, spend some time with him. So I'm, I'm pretty glad about that. Well, that's good then. And I I think that's it for this episode. Are we good to go? Yeah. We'll we'll have fun next week too. Do you want to set a topic that we can forget about and then do something else next week? No, I don't wanna okay. give people uh Honestly I'm I'm tempted to watch do a watch along of one of the dumb things we've talked about on CBS. Yeah, a, you know, let's um, let's poke around on CBS and maybe uh next week we'll pick something. Maybe something we haven't seen before. Maybe a treasure one of us would like to share with the other. We'll figure that out. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll think of something. Until next time, remember... I forgot. Oh, no! Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Drink your Ovaltine. <laughs>